you know when you cross over? It does not appear to occur. Are you aware of the moment things change? When you're on the other side of the Motley Meridian, can you ever go back? Do you know the good years when you're in them, or you just wait for them? This is Motley Medley's, an exploration of the horrors of everyday life. I'm Palatable Pete, the host who's just not feeling it today, and this is Motley Medley's, the podcast that, oh, who gives a shit? On this installment of Motley Medley's, we learn that there are just no original thoughts anymore. Everyone is a fucking fraud and there's no point in trying. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is how we got into this mess in the first place. I suppose I should provide some context, so let's stroll across the Motley Meridian. As you all might be aware from previous episodes, I surround myself with some of the most brilliant minds alive today. This was not an accident. When I pitched this podcast to NPR over a decade and a half ago, they laughed me out of the room saying nobody would want to hear stories about unremarkable people, lost souls, the dregs of society, and science and the paranormal, and all the fascinating topics we cover each episode of Motley Medley's. I pointed out that yes, they already have This American Life and Radiolab, but I'd provide a unique vibe. They had security escort me out. It was at that moment I knew I had to make these highfalutin assholes eat shit. So I began putting my own team together. My only requirement was that you had to be a Nobel laureate. I figured if I could surround myself with the best and the brightest, it would make me look like the biggest genius of all for putting together such a prestigious band, so to speak. Then I thought, well, maybe I am a genius, and if I am a genius, perhaps I could land the prestigious MacArthur Genius Grant. It is a lot of money, you know. So we churned out episode after episode. Even with next to no fanfare, it was still fulfilling. We felt as though we were doing something groundbreaking, something important, even if the listeners weren't there yet. One of the laureates, a statistician, recommended we hire a manager, someone who could help extend our reach and deliver our glorious and unique achievement to a larger mass of people. He told me there were professionals who specialize in this and they could be found easily on Instagram. I don't recall saying okay, but I must have because the laureates don't do anything without my approval. We were just beginning to record our next episode when suddenly everything went into a tailspin. 
Impalatable Pete. The humble host who's just happy to be alive. And this... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Is somebody really knocking right now? Come in. Come on in. I went to the door, you see, and nobody was there. But I looked down and there was a big envelope. Looked like something out of a spy movie that should say top secret and big red letters on it. I picked it up and brought it back inside. In it was a small questionnaire. Only three questions written on three separate pages. The first page read, who are you? The second page read, what are you trying to achieve? And the third page read, and why? I shook the envelope as I do anytime I receive a birthday card just in case somebody stuck some money in or a gift card that I didn't notice and a business card fell out. Oh good, a clue I thought, but it wasn't a clue. It added to the mystery, in fact. The card just read, Await further instructions. Being that I'm a bit of a worrying type, I wasn't sure if that meant I should start filling out the questionnaire or wait for instructions on how to fill out the questionnaire. But I'm also impatient, so I began filling out the questionnaire. Who am I? Well, I'm Palatable Pete host of the Motley Medley's podcast. That's easy. What am I trying to achieve? Well, I was gonna have to think about that. As I pondered this simply worded yet intensely profound question, I realized it was all fluid. My journey was like water. I'd always thought aspects of Taoist writings applied to me. Now it was becoming increasingly evident. This started out as a revenge drama, making the people who run National Public Radio suck a fat one for rejecting me. Then it became a money-making operation to win the MacArthur Grant and just pretend to work while I live off the endowment. But that hadn't happened yet, and I had to figure it wasn't likely to anytime soon. So what was I trying to achieve what in the fuck was I doing with my life I suppose when I was younger and more naive I had fancied myself a bit of a raconteur but in reality I was never a performer so what was I now doing if I'm being honest with myself, I guess I'd always dreamt of doing something with stories, writing them as either an author or bringing other people's stories to light as a journalist, creating something that people could relate to, that could make them feel, that could make them think. I guess in my most grandiose moments, I wanted to create something indelible, but I know nothing lasts forever. 
but I still wanted to provide something that people could carry with them until they depart this life at least. And up to this point, my petty grievances and lust for easy money were the vehicles that had returned me to this once noble path. But a podcast? I'm making a fucking podcast. That's what I end up doing. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, if I was going to get stuck doing a fucking podcast, couldn't I at least get stuck doing a fucking podcast where I had some goddamn listeners? Hello? Is this palatable, Pete? Yes. Are you ready for your further instructions? Well, I was a little bit confused. Were the instructions regarding the questionnaire or were the instructions supposed to be regarding post-questionnaire? What are you, dumb? I don't think... You just do the questionnaire. Now this is supposed to be the next part. Did you finish the questionnaire? Well, no, I'm stuck. How are you stuck? Are you... Okay, are you slow? Do you have comprehension problems or something of that nature? Well, no. You pose these existential questions and they're not that easy. Come on, man. Existential? Who are you? State your name. What are you trying to achieve? I don't know. Broader reach? Advertisers? Better social media presence? I don't know. You tell me. And why, you just say, why? It's like copying to your weaknesses, but you evidently are all weakness and not much of anything else. Well, I do not think that's entirely true. What the fuck have you been doing with the questionnaire, man? I'm trying to answer. How are we supposed to help you if you can't even help yourself? Well, I don't know. I'm clearly lost. Tell me what to do. I don't know. What podcast do you listen to? Who are you trying to be like? Well, I don't really listen to anybody. I'm trying to be unique. Oh, God, you're more lost than I thought. Just name a few podcasts you listen to. I don't listen to any. Holy shit. Okay, I really, really want to tell you to go fuck yourself, but I'm not going to. Just spend the next few days listening to podcasts. Just jot down some likes, some dislikes, and then I'll call again, and we can determine your future. That sounds terrifying. Just don't compare yourself to the big boys and girls. Listen to lesser-known podcasts that are still vastly more popular than you. And suddenly I had more homework to do. And I didn't like doing homework when it was required of me. Where were the fucking laureates when I needed them? Okay, well, what else was I gonna do? I was like a drunken, lost hitchhiker who didn't know what state he was in or how he got there on the road of life. So I searched for the lowest rated podcasts I could find. One caught my eye immediately because of my own past history of getting screamed at by strangers in grocery stores. It had an average rating on Apple Podcasts, where you can also find Motley Medleys, of 1.5 stars. So, I decided to give it a listen. This is your girl, Julie Coca-Cola, and this is another episode. 
episode of Supermarket Poetry Slam. Supermarket, Supermarket Poetry Slam. Let's get right down to it. Here's a new one from one of our favorites, Reggie the Outlier Nixon. I wait online. The pain in my spine grows with time. The basket I'm holding is packed and overflowing. This was going to be a quick trip to the store. But you see, I'm a whore. For buy two, get one deals. They always seem like such steals. But a spinal surgeon, in the end, will take my money. Did I really need all that honey? chills right down my own spine. I can feel the sensation of a basket throwing my alignment completely off kilter. The imagery, the words, the poetry, the prose. Reginald Nixon is just a fucking bloody genius. Oh my god. Anyway, on to our next poet, a newcomer. Her name is Christine Kopik. But first, don't forget to donate to our Patreon. We only made $675,000 last month, down from $850,000 the month before, so don't be stingy. We need the money. Everything in this store is phallic. Cucumbers are shaped like cocks. Kill bossy before the chopping block. Melons shaped like undrained balls. Yearning and burning. The masculinity of food is obnoxious. Society degrades this charade of sustainability. Eat organic for tranquility. A man eyes the Quaker oats. I can tell he's thinking of sticking his dick in the cylinder. It makes me sick that I'm still under. This stupid attraction I have to men. They're disgusting, and I'm still adjusting to the fact that I can't shake it. I only came here to buy a cake. And I'm stuck within my own wake. The forces of nature paralyze me as all the food I can see looks like penis. And I fear I've seen this every time I've shopped and forget as soon as I leave the grocery store makes me horny and I'm 40 and they ignore me.
What the fuck? Some lady named Julie Coca-Cola made $1.4 million in two months presenting other people's shitty fucking poetry. And here I was listening to her podcast. What did that say about me? I felt only jealousy and further from answering the questionnaire. I mean, what a dumb fucking niche. Supermarket poetry? Who in their right mind writes poems about grocery stores? Is that what I should be doing? Finding an underserved genre or topic, discuss it at length, and then demand money from people? That felt like hostage taking or being in a romantic relationship. I had to calm down though. This reaction I was having was stupid. I cannot base all of my feelings on an odd and ridiculously lucrative podcast. So I listened on. I'm Morgan Mintz. And I'm Christian Garbo. And, and this... this- is, is why, why can't you, you be normal? Would it kill you to stay on time with me? Why can't you just be normal? Why can't you just be normal and not have temper tantrums on air? Anyway, this is a podcast about our relationship together. But before we get into it, have you heard of zither water? Well, no. What's zither water? Zither water is a new water developed by German scientists who were studying ice formations in the Austrian Alps. Well, I thought the Germans left the Austrians alone ever since World War II ended. Why do you always have to interrupt me? Why can't you just be normal? Anyway, the Germans realized that the pH levels in the ice samples they were collecting were off the charts, so they collected as many samples as the Austrian authorities would allow them to and brought them to a lab in Bavaria where they mixed it with grapefruit juice. And behold, Zither water was born, a deliciously refreshing blend of Austrian water crafted by German scientists and infused with grapefruit juice. And that's how you make a million bucks, kids. Get the German scientists to sponsor your show. Holy shit! Why can't you just be fucking normal? Why would you talk about money on air? It's rude. It makes us seem vastly less approachable. Why can't you just be normal like everyone else on social media and just embrace the lifestyle? It's the way of the world now, honey. You got it. You flaunt it. No apologies. Get rich quick. No more sadness or hard feelings. Nothing but joy on this side of the divide. Feelings are for those who cannot achieve. So act normal and tell everyone how great you're doing. And so, for the first time in my career, and possibly for the first time in my entire life, I was left completely speechless, and not in a good way. What had I done with my life besides squander time? What did I have to show for any of my efforts? Pile of episodes? Great. 
some drawings I made, some artwork I put together over the years, some collectibles I purchased and didn't even make myself. What did I have beyond a suffocating feeling that I never did anything and never had anyone and that it was always going to be the same? What did I want? Fame? Fortune? Or maybe just someone to say, hey, I heard that story you covered. That was interesting. Instead, all I had was a mirror whose only purpose was to compare me to other people. I suddenly didn't care what my further instructions were or what my purpose was. Having nothing left in me, being completely devoid of all answers, I scanned through podcast listings in search of them. Someone out there had to have something to offer because it seemed I sure as hell didn't. Then I saw a title that I had never seen before. Kaleidoscopic conglomeration with infallible Fred. It sounded comforting and somehow eerily familiar. And so I listened. Critics call it the most important podcast ever made. Man has finally created an indelible piece of audio. Barack Obama and George W. Bush both agree that it's the most critical body of work man has ever created. If you're not listening, there's something wrong with you. Kaleidoscopic conglomeration is essential to the national conversation and to humanity as a whole, says Bono of you. Too. Infallible Fred has redefined genius. He clearly is a front runner for the MacArthur Grant, says Tom Hanks. Eddie Vedder says Infallible Fred is like a modern day Ben Franklin. Kaleidoscopic conglomeration. The Crucial Podcast. Whoa, that was some heavy-duty shit. A man advertising his own podcast on his own podcast. I had to hear more. I'm Infallible Fred. who just wants to stop the world from killing itself. Actually, that was a Donald Trump tweet from December 11th, 2020. I don't care what the world does. And this is Kaleidoscopic Conglomeration, the podcast that's in search of answers to questions that haven't even been thought up yet. Kaleidoscopic Conglomeration is a thorough and thoughtful examination of existence and the decisions people make, which are usually dumb. This week on Kaleidoscopic Conglomeration, we cover what was known as the trial of the century in Delaware, the state of Delaware versus Allison Updike. You may remember her short-lived fortune-telling radio show. What the fuck is this shit? Is this a joke? 
Is someone fucking with me? This show sounds exactly like Motley Medley's, and my next episode is about Allison fucking Updike. But I don't get into the trial. This motherfucker sounds exactly like me. He stole my voice and my topics. This cannot be fucking real. Clearly, there's a mole inside Motley Medley's, and this fucking traitor is giving this person infallible Fred our stories. I'm going to have to fire all the Nobel laureates and maybe kill them. This infallible Fred character, he just must be some disgruntled fuck who cloned my voice, right? In an absolute panic, I returned to the place that put me in this god-awful situation in the first place. Instagram. I found Kaleidoscopic Conglomeration's page and DM'd them my phone number incessantly and demanded Fred man the fuck up and call me. Shockingly enough, he did. Hello? Hi, I'm trying to reach Palatable Pete. You motherfucking thief! How the fuck did you steal my stories? And my voice? Whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck you, dude. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I will give you this, though. We sound very similar. Similar? We have the exact same fucking voice. Well, yeah, it would appear we do. Well, how the fuck do you explain that? I suppose we could be vocal doppelgangers. Well... Okay, that could make sense, but you stole my fucking show, man. What the fuck? How did you get, how did you get my stuff? What the fuck are you talking about? I didn't steal a goddamn thing. Get your stuff? What stuff? What are you, you sound like a fucking lunatic dude my next episode which i've been recording for months going through hours of this stupid fucking radio show that this lady allison updike used to do that's my next episode well, congratulations douchebag that was my last episode so who's stealing whose shit exactly well, you are i thought of it first mine's streaming is yours streaming so i guess i thought of it first the only reason i did that fucking episode was because i thought she was interesting because she has the same birthday as me and i always was confused as to what zodiac sign i was which apparently is what got her in the whole fucking mess she was in the only reason i did that episode was because i thought allison updike was interesting because she has the same birthday as me and i never knew what zodiac sign i was which is what got her in her fucking predicament to begin with that's why i made the goddamn episode we, we have, have the, the same, same goddamn, goddamn birthday, birthday too, too? Jinx, 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 double jinx, jinx buy me a Coke. Coke. I, I said it first. I think you did say it first, but that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, if this isn't the weirdest goddamn thing ever... Yeah, tell me about it. I have a question. Go ahead.
I did an episode about a guy who claimed to be an astrophysicist, and he had all sorts of theories about time. And I remember reading an article about how if the universe is spherical, you could set off on a path if you're traveling faster than the speed of light and end up visiting yourself in your own past because, you know, you would just be going in a circle, essentially. Is that possible? Are we the same person? I did an episode about Larry Taff as well. And are you are you a little bit slow? No, we're not the same person. Is your name Infallible Fred? No, I'm Palatable Pete. And I'm Infallible Fred. So, what what do we do? I don't know. I guess I'll just keep doing my Fred thing and you just keep doing your Pete thing. Yeah, okay. I like that. All right, you're not such a bad dude after all. You know what? I hope Tom Hanks is right, and I hope you do win that MacArthur Fellowship. I hope he's right, too, because I don't want to have to do this shit forever. I just want the money so I can pretend like I'm working on something and just live off the endowment. Thank you for listening to this installment of Motley Medley's. You can follow us on Instagram, stream us wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like us, follow us, subscribe, whatever. Just be a Motley Marauder. Be loud about it. Be proud about it. DM us. We're friendly. Today's episode was produced by myself and Tommy Kokomo and the team of Nobel laureates. Tune in next time as we cross the Motley Meridian yet again for another installment of Motley Medleys.